so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing, wherever you're going, whether you're listening to the show as a podcast or watching the show on YouTube and watching me here from the TD Garden as once again the ice goes down behind me and the Celtics are coming off a win this time, 118-100 in the play-in game. Boston Celtics are now the seventh seed. And this ice behind me is why this game was played at Tuesday night at 9 o'clock because the Bruins are playing the Capitals on Wednesday night. And so instead of doing what made sense, which is having the both 9-10 games play on Tuesday and having both 7-8 games play on Wednesday, this, the hockey game, and just nowhere to go with it, is why the Celtics have to play at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday night. So the Boston Celtics beat the Wizards. They're off to face the Brooklyn Nets. Game one, Saturday night, 8 p.m. on ABC in Brooklyn. The reason they got to that game is because Jason Tatum dropped 50 points in just a brilliant game from Tatum. I mean, just the, the best part about it is that he got to the line 17 times. He was attacking. He took advantage of what was in front of him. He took advantage of the players that were in front of him. It was just an amazing performance from from Tatum, who was aggressive from the beginning. Now, this game opened up kind of almost typically like a uh, Celtics game did. By the way, this show is brought to you by Locker Room. Check me out on Locker Room. I apologize for not doing one last week. It's just Friday got a little too crazy. This week's going to be a little easier. So I will do one on Friday. It just depends on the Celtics practice time. Follow me on Locker Room at John Corrales. Friday afternoon, somewhere before or after the Celtics practice, I will do a Locker Room, I promise, this week. So check me out there. Um, So again, the Celtics came out, and and I thought were pretty good to start the game. Three assists on their first three baskets. The ball was moving. The ball was popping. But here's, here's what happens with the typical Boston Celtics. Three assists on their first three baskets. One assist a couple minutes later, and then none until the second quarter, and only two in the second quarter. So the Celtics go into the half with six assists after three in their first three baskets. That's, that type of stalling is, is, I'd say, typical of the Celtics. When they come out strong, then things start to like not go their way, and then they, things change. Ish Smith got going. He got rolling. He had, I think, 11 points in the second quarter. And he feasted on Peyton Pritchard. Pritchard played four and a half minutes in that first quarter uh, or second quarter. Never played again. Got roasted. 
I think Ish Smith basically was like, oh, look, another guy who's my size. I can see the basket as I'm driving. And so he took advantage of that and, and roasted the Celtics. It was just no doubt about it. But the Celtics, once things like that start happening, once the other team starts to make a push, they really tend to let go of the rope. And, and one thing I was asked, because uh, I did a Locked On Today, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Today podcast. I was asked after the game about um, whether this was, hey, the beginning of something big for the Celtics. And I said, no, actually, it's not. If they play like they did in the second quarter, instead of going into the half down two, they're going to go into the half down 20 because the Brooklyn Nets are going to make you pay for playing like that. So I thought the first half there were good things. It was kind of like a good start. Kemba looked good early. And then a bunch of crap in the middle. The second quarter was just god-awful until the end when the Celtics made a run and they got down as much as eight. And then in the, by the end, they, they had a quick run at the end of the, the first half and they cut it down to two. So that was huge. That was a big run there because the Celtics, again, looked terrible in the second quarter. Now, the third quarter was Kemba and Jason time. JT comes out an and one right away. Then Kemba starts going. He's firing. He's hitting shots. He's got the shimmy. He's got the little walker wiggle type of thing going on. He's feeling really good. Then Tatum takes, takes over. He was 7 of 10 in the, in the third quarter, scored 23 points in the third quarter, and the Celtics all of a sudden, again, ball movement, ball was moving. What have I said on this podcast a million times? Move the ball, move yourself, and good things will happen. This is where the Celtics play their best. And they got their best. They got Tatum's best. And there was just nothing the Washington Wizards could do to stop Tatum. The fourth quarter, kind of rolling along, and then Tatum puts him away at the end. Kemba puts him away at the end. Kemba hits two threes to end the, basically end the game. It was, once the Celtics had gotten up 13, 14, it kind of stayed there for the most part. It just kind of hung around there. There were some really nice plays. Uh, there was a point where the Celtics were down or, or up eight. And this, a, a great Marcus Smart play. I thought Marcus Smart played well. I thought Marcus Smart's defense was really good. I thought he kept Russell Westbrook in front of him really, really well. And we saw that all defense-level defense for Marcus Smart. But the play of the game for Marcus Smart was getting the ball wide open, like wide open, and seeing Aaron Neesmith and having the trust in Aaron Neesmith to send him that pass and also understanding that, hey, he's a better three-point shooter than me. Aaron Neesmith's on the floor, get him the ball, got it to him, hits the three-pointer. It's like six minutes left in the third quarter, so somewhere in that range, five minutes left. Celtics back up 11, and they're, they're just kind of rolling. It just kind of hung around there. So some big shots whenever Washington started to make their run, but also some shots there that, um, that were passed up and, and the ball started popping and, and getting around. Now, there were some bad things in this game. Uh, Evan Fournier, I'll just mention him real quick. 
Tough shooting night. I didn't think he played necessarily poorly. He did have six rebounds, four assists, the steal. He was a plus 20. He only had eight points. It was just a bad shooting night for Evan Fournier. After the game, Brad Stevens said that he has to – I don't know if you heard what was going on behind me, but these these things are – they're really going to town here, changing this this thing over. Um, But anyway – after the game, Brad Stevens says he needs to get Evan Fournier going, needs to maybe run things through him more. And that in the Brooklyn series, you're probably going to see Evan Fournier running the point a little bit more. They're just going to need to have the ball flowing against Brooklyn. But Fournier, uh, tough shooting night. I'll get into Robert Williams after the break. Uh, he injured, re-injured that turf toe or aggravated that turf toe. And that's going to be a problem for the Celtics. And also I'll get into a little bit of the Wizards that kind of helped this thing go Boston's way. I'm going to do that right after the break. Hey, uh, again, Locker Room, I mentioned Locker Room brought you uh, this episode. It's the first social media, uh, social audio platform made for sports fans. It's like Sports Talk Radio on your phone. You, you, you hop in, you join my show, you request to go get on stage, I bring you up. And we can talk. And it's a nice, casual, fun conversation where you and I can talk. You can ask me questions. You can make a comment. We can just, you know, have some fun there. A couple minutes, then you get off the stage and the next person comes on up. And if you don't want to talk to me, that's fine because there's a chat room there. And the people are very active in the chat room and they're always having conversations there. So uh, that's that's a, a really fun way to connect not just with me but with other sports fans you know you can even start your own locker room and have watch parties you can all watch this game together you can watch all watch game one on saturday together so make sure you're checking me out i'm gonna do one friday i apologize again last friday i I, I couldn't get to it but this friday i'm going to download the free locker room app right now it's available on all ios devices there's an android beta version so it might be a little buggy but there is a version on Android as well. So create your profile, link your Twitter to the profile, join the NBA group. You're going to get the latest league updates. Follow me at John Corrales, at John Corrales. When my room goes live, you'll get notified. Okay. And you do not want to miss this. I'm going to be live again on Friday. You can hop on and have conversation with me, conversation with your fellow Celtics fans. So I'll see you there. Locker room is changing the way we talk about sports. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Bad news for the Celtics here in this game that Robert Williams uh, aggravated that turf toe. He had a collision with Jason Tatum. He fell, and that was just uh, a worst-case scenario for him. That was a, a, you know, you can see him on the floor struggling to get up. It, It just wasn't. Uh, and and this this really changes a lot of things. Now the Celtics managed to kind of put the Wizards away when it came to this. But let's first of all, I don't know if Robert Williams is going to be right for Saturday. I mean, he's going to everybody's got the day off on Wednesday. They'll get together for practice on Thursday. I would be shocked if he practiced. They'll practice again on Friday, I assume, and then travel to New York. It's a short flight. Get to New York. They've got all day Saturday. You know, they get there Friday night. They'll relax Saturday, have a shoot-around. Maybe he'll be able to go in the shoot-around. I don't know. This hurts. I mean, look, let's be honest with Brooklyn. It's not going to go well. But 
And I'll, I'll have a conversation with the host of Locked On Nets this week. I'll do that for the Friday show and get you, you go really in-depth with that. But without Robert Williams, it's, it's, they really don't really have much of a chance to – I don't want to say much of a chance. I don't think they're going to be able to put up the fight that they can normally put up. Uh, Brooklyn is Brooklyn. I mean, th- those guys are really, really good. I mean, it's potentially the NBA champions this year. And so uh, I, I struggle to see how – the Celtics are really going to put forth that kind of effort. The one thing that Brooklyn doesn't have is solid center play uh, or great center play. And, it's, and I, it would have been an advantage. A fully healthy Robert Williams would have been an advantage there. And, and maybe they could have exploited that a little bit. But again, I'll save the overall Brooklyn conversation for later. No need to get it to bog things down with that. You just know that Robert Williams struggled in this game with, with that turf toe. And um, that, that's going to be a problem. Another reason why the Celtics, look, you, you look at this, this um, Washington roster, and I, I, I don't know why Alex Len was even starting. Um, Daniel Gafford made a very obvious difference. The Celtics, first of all, the first break that they caught was Daniel Gafford getting three early fouls because he was supposed to be a difference maker for them. And you can tell when he was on the floor and not really worried about the fouls that he was. He's a rim protector. He, all of the things that people have been saying about Daniel Gafford are true. I mean, he was, even in 20 minutes, you know, having the, the 12 points, two blocks, five rebounds, six of seven, I mean, he could have made a big difference for, for Washington. So that was a, a big break that the Celtics caught. Getting him into that early foul trouble, kind of neutralizing that. They, they dealt with... Um, Robin Lopez, and you know Robin Lopez you know, hit hit those hook shots that everybody's talking about those crazy efficient hook shots. But you can only go to that so much. He there were a couple of times when they were trying to post him up repeatedly, and I was thinking like, yeah, go for it because it just bogs everything down. And yeah, he can be efficient at it because he's not taking that many. If you keep going to him over and over again, eventually that's going to even out. I think over the course of a game. And, again, it was slow. And I'd rather have Robin Lopez doing that than working the ball around and, and getting Bradley Beal moving. Because another thing that really helped the Celtics is that Bradley Beal was nowhere close to 100%. He was very obviously not able to get a, a full burst on that strained hamstring. There were a couple times like he, he got Evan Fournier on his hip but couldn't turn the corner, which is if you can't, if you're Bradley Beal and you can't turn the corner on Evan Fournier, that's that's a problem. He had a couple of other drives where he made the the, the initial move, and it looked like he was, oh yeah, here comes a Bradley Beal, you know, dunk or layup or and one or something like that, and he stopped and he pulled up because he just couldn't get that explosion. That's that's a huge huge help. For the Celtics, and you know, maybe in that second quarter, if he was able to do some of that, maybe it wouldn't have been a two-point Celtics lead uh, or deficit at the half. Maybe it would have been a lot worse. Another thing, like, and maybe the biggest thing that helped the Celtics, Russell Westbrook. What's the one thing we talk about, Russell Westbrook? Like at his worst for the team that he plays on, he's going to try jump shots and try to shoot his way uh, to whatever he's going to do. 
and he took a ton of jump shots in this game. Every time he took a jumper, that was a winner. Even when he hit that first one, I thought, no problem. If he wants to take jumpers, take jumpers. Marcus Smart did a great job. I thought sometimes Westbrook settled. I thought maybe Westbrook was trying to, to, to be that home run hitter. Uh, but 6 of 18, 0 of 4 from, th- from 3. He got to the line eight times. It was perfect, 8 for 8. He had 14 rebounds in this game, that, including like one monster putback. But he had five offensive rebounds. This was an opportunity here for Westbrook to have a monster night, but he just kept settling for those jumpers. And I, again, part of it was great defense by the Celtics. Part of it was Westbrook settling, and the Celtics will gladly, gladly accept that level of help. Uh, also, foul trouble for Rui Hachimura. He, he was kind of minimized in this. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong for the Wizards basically did. Uh, and then Ish Smith, who had that, that big burst, I thought Brad Stevens had a key adjustment at halftime where when Ish Smith was in, he instead went with the bigger, longer Romeo Langford, which was, which was a good adjustment defensively. I thought that you know at halftime, I, I thought that they needed to make sure that it was just as tough as possible for Ish because he's going to drive. He's going to get places he needs to go. But if he's going to have like the free sight at the rim, like if he's going to have a guy like Pritchard on him where he can actually see the rim and play like a normal basketball player, then he, he is going to torture you. I mean, he tortures you in general anyway, but – when Brad switched and went to Romeo Langford in the second half on Ish, then I thought that that was a, a major adjustment, and I thought that was an adjustment that, that helped the Celtics. So uh, I'll come back with more here on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Uh, bet Online AG, BetOnline.ag, fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You could have bet on how many points Jason Tatum was going to score in this game. And the over-under, I don't know what the over-under was, but the over-hit, that's for sure. Uh, you can also bet on baseball, NHL, where the, you know, they're playing hockey here. And oh, the floor looks actually pretty nice. I like that new floor down there. Uh, you can bet on the, on the Bruins game, Bruins and Capitals, this Boston-Washington thing. And so uh, you can uh, check them out. Head on over to your laptop, mobile device, check out all the sports news, sign-up bonuses, including the one when you use the promo code Locked On. Locked On is going to get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you go there and you put 100 bucks in, you're going to get a $50 welcome bonus. So use that promo code Locked On, whatever you deposit, 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the action at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Grab yourself a Built Bar. There's no gambling with Built Bar. You know what you're going to get, and it's going to be a damn fine protein bar. It's my favorite protein bar. In fact, uh, I when I go to the gym, I just ran out, but they actually carry the Built Bars over there in their little uh, vitamin shop. So I just pop on in and get one after a workout. So that, that's been very helpful. I'm glad that they do that. They've got a, a bunch of delicious flavors that's in their general rotation. you got nuts or no nuts. If you've got an allergy, no problem. You've got things like mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, uh, double chocolate, salted caramel. Amazing flavors, but 
you know, you're not going to get anything more than somewhere between 130, 150, 170 calories. You're going to get something like 17 grams of protein in one of these, four grams of sugar, four net carbs. Go check them out. All at nutrition information is on BuiltBar.com. Also on BuiltBar.com, all of the other special edition flavors, all of that stuff is going to be is going to be there uh, as well. You can check them out and use the promo code LOCK15. LOCK15 gets you 15% off your next order. So make sure you're using that promo code. Go to BuiltBar.com. Check out all of the great flavors, all the special edition flavors, and all the other great products that they've had. Stock up. Use that promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. I thought Bradley Beal had some interesting comments uh, about Jason Tatum after the game. And uh, he said uh, it didn't matter who was in front of him. And that's something I've been trying to tell his ass for years, which right away tells me a lot about Jason Tatum. Because if Bradley Beal is sitting here saying, that's something I've been trying to tell his ass for years, then it, it shows you that the people in his life are seeing the same things we're seeing. And like some of the times when he fades away and isn't attacking, you know, we've wondered about Tatum. Like, d- is he aware? Is he aware of what, what's going on here? Does he understand where he's going, what he's playing like? And I'm looking at what Bradley Beal said and saying, yeah, He's got to be aware, and it shows you how far of a road that Tatum has taken and how far he still has to go, and I've written about this a couple of times now on Boston Sports Journal. Tatum continues to be the story, and as I've talked about a little bit with my job covering this team this year, it's kind of hard to come up with these these storylines, these you know, what's different? What's, what's happening here? And because we don't get to talk to everybody face-to-face, we're left with few options. And Jason Tatum dropping 50 means you got to write a Tatum story after the game. And I've been writing a couple of Tatum stories recently, so here's another one. But Bradley Beal's comments were so interesting to me because it tells you we have been saying, attack, doesn't matter who's in front of you, attack. And he says, it's tough when you guard him. He's 6'9", he can get his shot off, he's strong, he can shoot the ball. He's a three-level scorer, so you have to respect everything that he can do on the floor and just try to make it difficult, be physical with him. I know a lot of his moves, a lot of them I was there, but I'm only 6'3". I wish I was 6'9", with robotic arms, but he's a special talent, man. I've been saying it since he was in diapers. That's Bradley Beal. Now, obviously Bradley Beal is going to gas up his friend, but that's, that's a pretty honest statement. The way he was saying it is a pretty honest statement, that, and it's true. Bradley Beal, look, he was a step slow, and he didn't have full range. He didn't have full quickness. And to have Bradley Beal covering Jason Tatum, like, I, I was listening to the Lockdown Wizards podcast, and they were saying, like, you cannot have Bradley Beal cover Jason Tatum. You're asking for trouble. And he wasn't the main guy. I mean, Rui Hachimura was, was really the guy that was covering Tatum early. But, again, with Hachimura getting into foul trouble – that really let Tatum go because they didn't have any other guys that could step up and, and handle him. So losing Hachimura was a real big blow because it, it took length off of Tatum. And with Bradley Beal picking him up from time to time, that was, that was easy money. And for Tatum 
to say, all right, I got this guy and attack. It was super important. It continues this trend for Tatum. When there is a shot blocker at the rim, when he's got real interference, it, it's hard for him. Uh, but when there isn't, or when he's got advantageous situations, then, then he can take advantage of that. And so I, I thought that he did a, a great job attacking, but the Beal comments make you really fully understand that Tatum is still developing and he's 23 and he's dropped 60 and he's 53 and now, and, and now 50. And, but he's still figuring himself out. He's still not sure sometimes. It, it, it's, it's still as confident as he is. There are still situations very clearly from Beal's comments that Tatum is trying, trying to do things. And I, I, my theory, I've said this before, I put this out there a while back, and a bunch of people from St. Louis called me crazy. But I still think this is somewhat true, or some version of this is true. Maybe I'm not 100% right, but he was always a skinny kid, big and skinny. And sure, he might be aggressive, and sure, he was attacking, and sure, he probably dunked on people when he was younger, but he was always that skinny kid, and now he's not that skinny kid anymore. But he still plays like a skinny kid. He plays like a guy who wants to avoid contact, or he has played like a guy who wants to avoid contact. Now, he's gotten away from that a lot, but he still, when there's a lot of contact to be had, he has generally, more often than not, shied away from that. He's much better at it now. He's much better at it now. And I've said that now knowing his body, now knowing his strength, now knowing who he can be and, and growing into that confidence, being bigger, stronger, knowing that, hey, I can rip through and I'm going to get fouled and I can still get that ball up towards the basket like James Harden does. Like the, the post move that he's used from time to time where he – rips and, and gets underneath the defender's arms and goes up and gets the foul, that's a relatively recent development. He's figuring these things out. So our criticisms of Jason Tatum have been legit, but at the same time, he's, he's still developing. And I thought, I, I just, you know, it's one of those things that really just stuck out to me, that his comments were, um, w- when you hear Bradley Beal say it, when you hear his buddy from St. Louis say it, you know there's something there. The last thing I want to say um, is this is such a weird historical nugget because this game was not a regular season game. Regular season is over. This game was not a playoff game. Playoffs haven't begun yet. The play-in tournament sets the seating. So Jason Tam's 50 points is what? It's not, the, it's not his playoff high. His playoff high is 34. He hasn't started the playoffs yet, technically speaking. I was talking about this. I uh, put it out there online, and uh, Matt Moore at HP Basketball, and Matt hosts Locked On Nuggets. He said, you know, you got to create a, basically a post-season, postseason category. So there's going to be postseason numbers, but also playoff numbers. And it's going to be like a, a, a weird semantic delineation of this is a postseason game, which is true. It's postseason. The season, regular season's over. So this is after the season. But it's not a playoff game. So there's going to be a postseason category where Tatum's postseason high is 50, but his playoff high is 34. 
which is weird, but in a lot of ways, it kind of makes sense for this season because this whole season is weird, and why not have one more weird thing? Celtics go to Brooklyn on Saturday to play the Nets. Game one, 8 o'clock, Saturday night on ABC. I'll be talking about that game coming up. More from this game tomorrow. I'll just kind of rehash, go back through some things with a special guest. The Friday podcast, because this is the Wednesday podcast, the Friday podcast, I'm going to get together with the host of Locked On Nets for a full uh, crossover preview. So look forward to that. Make sure you're subscribed to get that as well. And make sure you're checking out the Locked On Today podcast because I'm going to be on that one talking about the Celtics, talking about the aftermath of this game as well. Locked On Today has you covered with all the news from across all of sports in about 20 minutes or so. So it's going to get you up to date on everything you need to know. Follow that wherever you get your podcast on the Odyssey app. Follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast or on the Odyssey app. Follow it on YouTube. Share it. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.